Hey you, welcome to Shapers of Possibility, a Taylor podcast, where we discuss and dissect the integrated worlds of marketing, innovation, pop culture, sports, and all of the possibilities in between. We're creating a unique space for purpose, insightful debate, and growth. Join us. Hello again, and welcome to our Shapers of Possibilities podcast. I am your host, Anna Rose. In honor of FIFA Women's World Cup in 2023, today we are talking to some of our Taylor colleagues about sports fans and more about sports marketing, the importance of paying attention and supporting women in sports with brand dollars. We will be discussing our love for sports and the importance of women in sports. We are joined by Yves Ignore, who is a senior strategist, and then we have Corlando Fries, who is executive vice president of Account. Let's get started. What is your favorite part of the women's World Cup and why? Of course, there are so many incredible moments that unfold on the field from the play to the celebrations. But I think one of the most incredible things to see is the lead up to the Women's World Cup and really seeing the conversation of support that happens and how people are really rallying together to support these women, to give them that love, to give them that viewership that they really deserve. It's such an incredible phenomenon and something that happens that I've noticed over the last few World Cups and for other women's sporting events, because they're all faced with the same issues, right? They don't get enough funding. They don't get enough resources, not enough support or viewership. And since they all deal with the same things, they really rally you know, amongst one each other and, and support, you know, the sport that or sporting event that's up and coming. So just to see that in the lead up is is really incredible. Yvette, you touched on so many points that I agree with 150%. One of the things I love about the Women's World Cup is fandom. The pure excitement that surrounds the event, how everyone really immerses themselves into the talent that is on display, the, the excitement and the connection back to home countries, and just the fervor that comes along with rooting for your team and knowing about the high caliber of play and professionalism that we're about to experience. There's something about, you know, recognizing the impact of the moment and how every World Cup, every moment throughout it reverberates for generations. And so it just makes women's sport even more exciting. Why are women's sports important to you personally? Do you have a favorite women's sports team? I mean, I can start in regards to why women's sports are so important to me personally. I I found my athletic prowess probably when I was at least five or six years old. For me, it was an outlet for all this energy that my mom was like, you know, you've got to channel that someplace healthily. And sports was my outlet. And throughout my life, it has been the place that I've gone to to challenge myself, to reward myself 
yourself to experience something new, to connect with people, to connect with myself. It's been a drive. It's been an appreciation. It's been a place where I've shed tears. It's a place where I've shed joy. It's also a place where I have matured tremendously. And then I've been able to transfer the experience that I've had through sport into my professional life. And it has been a framing, a foundation for how I operate professionally. I played on team sports and that's instrumental in how I work within my agency, how I work with clients, how I work with brands. All of the lessons that I've learned through sports, I apply every single day. And without it, I just don't even know if I would be the person that I am today. I would say one of my favorite teams happens to be a, it's Angel City Football Club. I have a close friend who is the CEO of that women's soccer team, and she's just doing an amazing job. The collective that runs that team is it represents everything that I've enjoyed with sports, sisterhood, gender equity, inclusion, diversity, and then the power of coming together and, and building that momentum from the ground up. And so it's been that I'm watching closely and, and that I enjoy. That is so cool that you have that connect to Angel City FC. And they really are doing such an incredible job, of course, for the things that they do on the field, but also for garnering fans and support for women's soccer. Of course, this is something that has happened due to the celebrity backing and investors of the team. But even what they've done on social media, they have gone viral for so many incredible moments on and off the field. And it's really generating a lot of excitement. So they are doing such a wonderful job in that realm. I too got into soccer around age five or six years old. My cousin was a big fan of the women's World Cup team, the Mia Hamm, Brandy Chastain, Julie Foudy crew. And, you know, when you have someone like an older sister, an older cousin at a young age, you want to do everything that they do. So, you know, it is so important for people all around to learn the, you know, the teamwork, the commitment, the, you know, perseverance that comes with playing sports and it truly shaped who I am today. But what's really important about women's sports is not only the things it teaches you when you're young and playing, but it can truly lead to, you know, career opportunities later on. And I don't just mean by playing, of course, you can go on and play in the NWSL and whatnot. But what people don't realize is that it provides avenues to careers such as sports marketing, like we are in without playing in sports, it would not have ignited that passion in sports and, you know, leading me to major in sports communication and, and be in this realm. But if not that, you know, people can enlist in careers like sports medicine and PT, you know, there's a whole list of things, journalism, and the list goes on and on. So it really is so important for people to be a part of sports. And I'm truly grateful to have that opportunity and that it led me to where I am today. Why is the Women's World Cup important for the world to pay attention to? I mean, I think just point blank, it's important because women matter and women's sports matters. You know, we have lived through a time where sports media outlets rarely covered women's sports. Time where women's teams from 
just elementary level and the professional level received, you know, lack of or didn't receive funding or didn't receive, you know, many resources. And it's so important for us to pay attention to the Women's World Cup because we can inspire you know, more people to care, more people to play, more sports media outlets to cover them. And all in all, what it really leads to is, you know, providing role models and more visibility for young girls to look up to. Yeah, I think the word possibility is absolutely what I would zero in on as well. Women's World Cup reminds us of the global nature of sport and the global nature of competitive sport for women. I think it is in, it's it's just imperative to understand and to recognize that these women are are competing at the penultimate level on behalf of their nations, on behalf of themselves, and on behalf of having the opportunity to showcase their talents. And we don't see enough, and we will never see enough women showcasing talent together, individually, really pushing themselves to achieve at the highest level, competing, winning, losing and what it means to lose with grace and power, but the fact that they just had the opportunity to compete. We should never take for granted these opportunities, these possibilities, and we should constantly reinforce that they are available no matter where you are and where you live and who you are. And that is the power of sport and the importance of showcasing women in sport as achievers and as dreamers for current and future generations. And Garlanda brought up a really great point. You know, it's not just about the sport, but about how to be, how to lose gracefully and and just seeing, you know, women win. And I think that point of, you know, seeing different sides of of women and and teaching people or or young girls how to be in different situations is is so important. And, And also just aside from the game itself, amplifying these women's voices is so important that we pay attention to them. And I, it's, it's really incredible to see how the women on the current team, as well as teams past for, for us women's soccer have really become icons as multifaceted women. And I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to watch them because I see them in all these different realms as well, right? You know, we see them as activists. We see them as entrepreneurs. We see them as mothers. We see them in these, you know, in multiple different roles. And what they're doing off the field is pretty remarkable. The Women's World Cup will be held in Australia and New Zealand this year. What is it like working in sports marketing on an international level way? that you go about this? Are there new markets that can be reached in this event with a global audience? Of course, working in in different markets presents changes than working in, you know, the markets that we're used to. You know, there's different trends, different cultural differences you have to understand. But ultimately, in a landscape like the World Cup, it really is still so many people in the U.S. that are watching. So we can still lean on the same insights that we know about home, about the U.S. and about sports fans here and, and women's 
soccer here. And, you know, when you're just looking at women's sports as a whole, unfortunately, women's sports faces many issues worldwide. It doesn't really matter where it is, whether you're in the U.S., New Zealand, or in any other location in the world. You know, we face the same issues. Women's sports has taken a back seat. They're not seen as important or placed as a higher priority as, as men's sports. So, you know, that same insight and that same unfortunate truth is, is global. And that's something that, you know, we need to tackle. And if we can tackle that through marketing campaigns and, and raising awareness, you know, then that's, that's something that we can do no matter where the World Cup is, you know inspire new audiences to watch the World Cup. I do think that what's beautiful about events like the Women's World Cup is the participants and the stories that get told. And so to that point, when you talk about being able to reach you know, new markets, it's through those stories that get told because they're is often a, a universal this nugget that's that's in a story that becomes very relatable, even though maybe your surrounding circumstances might look very different. Storytelling becomes, you know, a really unique and creative opportunity to open the door towards new markets and enter through those doors in in very meaningful and relevant ways. Why is the women's World Cup? important to brands. How impactful is it for brands to support women's sports through ad dollars? So I think that if you know your consumer audience and you know this is an area of interest and you know that it's a great opportunity for you to reach the masses, then it's it's the right place to be. Now, in terms of Supporting women's sports through ad dollars, I think Yvette said it right off, right off the top of our conversation. There's just not enough money invested in women's sports the way that it should be. There's not enough appreciation for the skill, for the talent, for the perseverance, for the commitment, for the effort, for the joy and excitement that comes from watching the sport. It, it, there's just not enough appreciation for that. And more dollars should be spent to to increase the media presence. And not just around Women's World Cup, but, you know, around women's leagues in general. It's by investing when you get a major global event like this, it's just very easy and organic to see then the acceptance. It's really important for brands to see the value of women's sports and put their money behind them and create the kind of platform it deserves. Soccer has two halves interrupted by one halftime. It doesn't have as many ad breaks as sports like American football. How has this changed the way that brands run ads during an event like the Women's World Cup or the stakes higher for more limited ad space. Do you think that one of the ways that you can go beyond just buying ads within, you know, the broadcast is, you know, surrounding the event. There are so many foundations and soccer, youth soccer programs and corollaries in that regard that brands can participate in and be a part of the moment and the time without being 
directly involved in the World Cup because I think also what the World Cup will want to do is is to make sure that they don't overcrowd with sponsors so the sponsors who are contributing can see real value out of that sponsorship because it can work both ways. You can inundate you know, an entity with sponsors and then you don't feel like you actually get the value out of the dollar spend. So I do think that the ways around maybe not the broadcast can be things like social. It could be streaming events, local market events and local market activations. There are a number of different ways that brands can show up and be relevant that don't have to be dependent upon being in the actual broadcast itself. Just leaning into another Gen Z insight, we know that Gen Z prefers, you know, the stories off the field, even more so than what's happening on the field. And they love you know, individual athletes and prefer to hear more about athlete stories, again, even more so than the game happening on the field. So that also gives another incredible opportunity for brands to, you know, activate in. How can you amplify these athlete stories and their voices? Can you partner with them? You know, whether it is, for example, as Garlanda was saying, through their socials or or in-person events. How can brands get involved in the Women's World Cup? Not only with their ad dollars, but how can they support the female athletes and their teams? I believe... I want to say around 2018, maybe on the U.S. women's national team, the difference of what they made versus what the men's team had made when they were playing in the World Cup. You know, this was amid all of the, you know, issues around in equal pay, specifically with FIFA and while they were still in that fight and give them that that pay. So even though it didn't solve for the standards of pay by FIFA, they were still able to give them something that they were fighting for and just to show that they mattered, right? And I think that's something so important. And aside from amplifying their, their voice brands own marketing campaigns, just being able to contribute to the issues. Get in at the community level. Get in at the youth level. Oftentimes it's about creating access. You know, it, some sports are, are not easy to participate in cost-wise. And brands that can support local community teams, local community organizations, you know, boys and girls clubs, brands that can come in and help refurbish, you know, equipment and parks and play areas so there are safe places to actually play and to actually go, who can sponsor summer camps and summer programs and invitation to those camps and programs It's about recognizing that if you have access, if you have a chance to play, you have a chance to have, you know, so many other avenues, generations coming up underneath. They want to know what brands are actually doing in their communities. They want to know how it's living through the brand's value system. There has been an increase in viewership of the Women's World Cup globally. What do you think has contributed to this? How has this changed the advertising landscape of this event? 
think, you know, there can be multiple roots of this, but it really brings me back to one of the aforementioned points in the beginning of our conversation, but just the support from fans of other women's sports. I think just that, you know, conversation happening on social is so big. And I know we're just talking of the Women's World Cup, but I'll give a, an example of this that wasn't around the World Cup. This was back in 2020 when all sports halt halted due to the pandemic and the NWSL, which is the National Women's Soccer League in the U.S., was the first team sport to resume play. However, despite that incredible accomplishment that they were able to come up with a plan to do that safely, they were receiving little to no coverage. You know, ESPN, I watch SportsCenter every single day. They were just talking about, you know, their predictions for NBA once it continued and what happened in the NFL season. And they were talking about leagues or men's leagues that weren't even playing at the time. And fans of women's sports were so so upset and hurt by this that there was a swell of conversation on social. You had fans of women's hockey, even the official, you know, women's hockey league handles and, you know, fans of the WNBA and and just so many other different leagues coming together on social and saying, hey guys, we need to make all of this go viral. Let's all talk about this issue happening. And Twitter just exploded entirely. And it gave so much credit, so much support support so much viewership to the NWSL at that time. And, you know, the same can be said and the same is done for other women's sports league World Cup. So that is definitely a really, really big root of that. One of the things that I will add is personalities are important. It comes down to creating interest in sport and increasing viewership. I think that what you're seeing is as these athletes get garner more support and are able to appear, you know, in more broad reaching, mass reaching programming, whether it's morning shows or on magazine covers and, you know, cultural relevant shows, you start to increase the overarching appeal and your audience and it broadens beyond just the sports enthusiast, you know, audiences that just enjoy seeing action and wanting to see and learn about the sport. And so I think that, you know, the more we get to see, you know, the names and the personalities of these athletes more connected and the more that we're invested in seeing, you know, their success and interest. And to that point, when you have athletes from other sports who are big names, you know, LeBron James of the world commenting and tweeting about performance and his excitement to see what next, you know, that reverberates through his millions and millions of followers, you know, also are intrigued by what he gets excited about, you know, as an example. And so I think all of things coming together help to add to increased interest in the sport. And naturally what do you is entice more advertisers to, to the event. What kinds of stories are brands telling in women's World Cup campaigns? Why is 
the women's World Cup, a unique opportunity for brands. A lot of the stories that brands are telling around, you know, women's sports and women's World Cup campaigns are really just about the issues that women's sports face and, you know, what can be done? How can we be better? And of course, this is so important, but I, I do wish and hope that within the near future, those problems can A, you know, be, be solved, of course, but B, that we can start to tell the other rich stories in women's sports and, and the World Cup. I just hope that, you know, we can get to a point as a society where we don't have these issues, focus on positive things around women's sports. And of course, there are, you know, some that are telling stories about, you know, teamwork and whatnot, but getting really deep in the positives on, on women's sports. I, I hope that one day we can have majority of campaigns about that. I'd also like to support the brands who are, you know, paying off their own just brand essence messages, but using you know, World Cup athletes. You think about Megan Rapinoe integrated into the Subway commercials, which, you know, at the time was just, you know, touting. And they should just be celebrated as personalities that reflect the essence and the values and the, the attitudes of brand itself. How do women in sports marketing shape the portrayal of women in ad campaigns. Do you think your perspective as a woman in sports marketing influences the ways that women are portrayed in your projects? I think absolutely. I mean, quite a number of examples where the strength and power of women in their bodies has not always been celebrated and appreciated for what power looks like and what power is supposed to be and how that correlates back to, you know, positive body image, for example. I think that we have a commitment to show variance that there is women's sport and to celebrate and uplift all of that, whether it's, like I said, has to do with body shape or whether it has to do with able-bodied, whether it has to do the just the diverse perspective of what athletes look like. I think that by showing these women of all different shapes, sizes, types, the diversity of women in the world today. And that imagery is what shows what's possible to the younger generation. They need to see themselves in whatever that looks like. And they need to see themselves competing and showing up and standing up, which sports environments allow you to do, to show that it's possible, that they are capable and it doesn't matter the end result it just matters that you were able to show up and you had the opportunity and I think those are the those are the portrayals that we want in in the campaigns that we run because they reflect the realities that we live today how do you support other women in this field how do you support women in sports through your work 
you know, I think just going back to what we were just saying, you know, using our experiences and, and using our passions around the sport, but also, you know, a little bit of our of our anger about the inequalities in women's sports. We harness all of that to fuel our work. And I think because we know some of these issues are, are so prevalent, we make it our mission to do what we can to combat these issues and to support these women, you know, just quick examples. If we are doing an influencer campaign, we're going to make sure that women are, you know, portrayed just as much as men are in these campaigns. Or if it's an all female cast, that we're going to ensure that there's much diversity across the influencers selected and that they represent, you know, a large variety of, you know, different types of people. So, you know, I think that is so, so important, especially as marketers, that we really, really, you know, are very careful with how we are selecting those to storytell our messages and that it really does reflect the truth of our country. We are so diverse. There's so many different people. So we need to ensure that our, our work and that our campaigns match that. If you are comfortable sharing, how do your other identities influence your experience as a woman in sports marketing? I mean, as a, as a Black woman, sports marketing and a Black woman in sport, I think there is an appreciation for showing diversity in sport. We all don't just play basketball. I'm a volleyball player and, you know, my sport has shown, you know, some ups and downs in terms of, of popularity on the main stage. But I love the fact that I get to see diversity across sports. I want to see people of color highlight in lacrosse or hockey or, you know, yes, we had the Williams sisters in in tennis and, you know, Coco Goff, you know, the next generation. But to, to see even more of that, softball players, pole vaulters, heptathletes, I mean, it's just... There's so much sport that doesn't get showcased and we just miss out on those influences. And so for me, when I think about opportunities to showcase women in sports, I want to show the sports that you wouldn't expect to see me in. I want you to see me as swimmers. I want you to see me as divers. I want you, you know, to, to, to see me in, as bowlers. There's just so much out there. And I think kids need to know there are so many other ways to compete and there are so many other opportunities. And I love those kinds of diverse stories to be told. I think Garlanda said it so perfectly. And I, I feel very, very similar. I think, you know, being Mexican, it's so it's so common to see, you know, Mexican people, but specifically Mexican women portrayed as a very specific and a very specific light across movies and TV shows and whatnot. You know, they're often depicted as maids and, and working in, in similar types of, of industries and jobs. And while, of course, you know, that is a reality for many, but we also are in other roles and we can do many other things and we, we are in many other places. So 
you know, I would like to see people amplify, you know, people of my background in, in a variety of different ways and give light and, and showcase the voices of, of Mexican athletes too. So I feel very similarly in, in this category, in this conversation. And, you know, it's definitely something that, that we need to work on. And it's actually a conversation I just had with my mom the other day, you know, so I think sports can really provide that opportunity to, to share voices and, and people from all over. You know, we we are a part of different cultures, but sports brings us together. So sports really is a wonderful avenue to amplify diverse voices. How have women's sports shaped possibilities for you and for your team? I mean, women's sports gave me, I would say, everything. It's it's where I am today. And without women's sports, I wouldn't, you know, be a, a college grad with a sports comm degree. I wouldn't be a marketer, you know, doing and activating campaigns in the sports world. I wouldn't be, you know, the same event, the same passionate, the same collaborative, the same persevering event. Women's sports gave me all of that. So it, it really shaped who I am am today and, and gave me the opportunity to be whatever and whoever I wanted to be. I spent time trying to connect and to communicate because as a team, you can't succeed if you're not connected and if you don't know how to communicate. I cheer on when I need to cheer on. I understand what tough conversations and tough love looks like. And so I have the confidence and I have the strength to navigate through those ups and downs because sport has taught me that there are going to be times in which you win and there are going to be times in which you don't and there are going to be times when things are easy and there are going to be times when you're going to struggle. One of the ads, Nike did an ad a long time ago called You Let Me Play and it was profound for me because it was these young girls describing situations like I'm less likely to be abused or likely to appreciate myself. It's the things that are in your mind that you don't know that you actually have the wherewithal inside you to conquer. And sports gives you an avenue to understand that, to build that belief, to build that understanding and to build that support. And without it, I don't know that I would be the executive that I am. I don't know that I would be as excited to come to work every day at Taylor and to be a part of this team and this family and, and to want to dig into my client's business and better understand their challenges, the opportunities and collaborate and partner with them to find positive paths forward. Sport taught me that. Sport taught me how to think through those kinds of scenarios and challenges. And I think everyone should play because the other thing that sport taught me was to have fun, you know, to enjoy what I'm doing, to be excited about the process and the possibility. And that's important for us as a team. It's it's how we look at our clients' business. 
it's it's about digging in and understanding who they are as a brand and uncovering all the different possibilities that will allow them to express their brand in the best possible way. And sports was my avenue and my training ground for what I'm doing today. So if I can say anything to anyone, get out there and play. Be the best that you can. Try it. Go for it. Fun. Learn when you fall, but know that you can pick yourself up and you can succeed, but get out there and play. It's so much fun. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today and have a great day. I hope you all enjoy this FIFA Women's World Cup edition of Shapers of Possibilities podcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, that wraps up this episode of Shapers of Possibility, a Taylor podcast. To learn more about what we do at Taylor, you can find us at taylorstrategy.com. Looking for more episodes of the podcast? Find us wherever you stream stuff. We're on iTunes and other major streaming platforms. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Taylor Strategy. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. Peace.